The Evening Brothers are proud to present Twinkie Talk. Welcome to Twinkie Talk, everybody. This one is my episode, so I can say that. I am it is. Uh, Brother John. And I'm Brother Lincoln. I'm Brother Preston. This is our cinematic and punishment for you from <laughs> us. Sincerely, the evening <laughs> for each brothers. By by white men for everybody. For white men, probably, if we're being honest. <laughs> for F-O-U-R. That's probably the size yeah. of our current audience. The three of us and someone else who might like this podcast. And one other guy. There we go. One other white man has listened to our podcast. <laughs> we love you, Greg, or Kevin, or, I don't know, Terrence. <laughs> Terrence. Well, I mean, we just we might as well just jump right in. We made you guys watch The Pacifier. Yeah, you made us watch the, uh, what is it, 2005? Yeah. Grateful that it's 2005. Uh, Vin Diesel flick, <laughs> The Pacifier. <laughs> Second Vin Diesel in in six, up seven episodes. In as many weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, just before, I, we, we can, di- we'll dive into like details, but, but would you guys, what'd you think of this movie? I had seen it, but I like didn't remember that I saw uh-huh. it. And so there, there were all these like random moments that I would just like remember what was about to happen 100%. but like have no clue like how i remembered it yeah. so these like little jokes and stuff that was like i could have sworn that i've seen this <laughs> uh yeah so i just i was experiencing deja vu the whole time <laughs> and also i experienced it is just a joyless movie <laughs> there's very little little happiness or fun to this movie that is supposed to be so silly I couldn't disagree more. Unacceptable. There was a duck. There was the Merninator. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, Preston, you I got think, my back on this one? Oh, no. I thoroughly enjoyed it and thought it was absolutely batshit, crazy, ridiculous, yes. awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Wait, hold on. Before we before I continue talking about its batshitness, yeah. we should talk about the fact that this is a family-friendly movie. It certainly is. So... Should we consider maybe uh, like lowering our own levels so that we can have this podcast be shown to the same audience that that the pacifier was shown to? All right, look, here's what's up. First of all, there is definitely nudity in this movie, uh, as is pointed out by the kids <laughs> when they say, I told you he had boobs. Um, second of all, just the, the wrestling scene alone, I think, is not fit for, well, human eyes, but definitely not children eyes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to vote fuck that, Preston. <laughs> yes <laughs> know your audience and i i don't think somebody's gonna go hey family friendly episode of this podcast that i can gather my whole family around and enjoy this bonding moment with them <laughs> so i guess i'm the only one that really wants to expand our market seems like it uh, clearly yeah once every like six months or however often we do a not <laughs> r-rated movie little inside baseball do you guys ever worry that your grandmas are going to listen to this no i kind of worry that prospective <laughs> uh employers are going to listen to this that's fair yeah but also literally like 16 total people on the face of this earth have even seen our like seen our thumbnail so and they all I'm were not, thinking about worried. employing you until they heard it so that's interesting <laughs> well the pacifier we open on a navy seal mission with no guns no gun in sight why would there be there's cool combat rolls and exciting explosions no guns i totally forgot about that they do have a nice little military march version of when you wish upon a star 
And I was like, oh, that's kind of Didn't even cute. pick up on that. That's nice. That's good. <laughs> that's such a specific thing that you noticed about this movie. <laughs> I get, you can count on me to notice the musical cues. That's a good that's, point. That's a valid point. Is is We Are Seals and This Is What We Do the, the mantra of the Navy SEALs? I didn't think it was that, but I also... No, I thought the mantra was, I know that we've been up for 72 hours, <laughs> but I'm expecting perfection out of you. <laughs> that could be it. Uh, we are introduced to our main character, Vin Diesel. Don't know. It's something Fox, something Fox. Fox <laughs> I did not I did not trouble Fox myself cool, with learning this man's name. Fox Cool Guns Man. Um and he You'd call him Dominic Toretto and it would it would work hundred <laughs> you know, percent. Xander Cage. And, yeah, Xander, and or Xander Cage. He does a lot he does so Xander, much Xander Cage stuff. <laughs> Xander Toretto. Dominic Cage. Attorney at law. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> Call Xander Toretto. <laughs> have you been injured? Have you injured someone in a car accident? I'll, I'll have I'll you injured you. someone in a car accident? Was it awesome as shit? Was it cool as fuck? Call Xander Toretto. <laughs> and vibe with me. <laughs> I will not. I will not win your case, but I'll look cool as hell. I as do I not do offer it. legal counsel. I just want someone to call me. I just want to hear cool stories. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> Uh, he does a cool montage, a cool little suit up montage from Batman and Robin, um, where we oh, just yeah. lots of pelvic so, attention, so much pelvic during attention. this suit up montage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna we're just gonna go through the movie as we normally do for those of you who haven't listened, and just uh, you guys chime in as you need. Um, so we learn very quickly that it's a rescue mission on a boat. They have a series. They have a chopper. I want to say two to six jet skis. Don't remember. And about four, four jet, four skis. jet skis. That's between two and six. And we learn <laughs> that it's a rescue mission very quickly. And then um, they just explode everything they could possibly find, assuming that the person they're trying to rescue must be at the bottom of the boat and not, I don't know, yes. in the chopper or on a jet ski or anywhere else. Doesn't matter. Explode everyone. They do. There's a lot of explosion, but a lot of um, like a, a stunning lack of harm from said explosions. I mean, yeah, man. Okay. Every time any action sequence happened in this movie, I just, I couldn't help but think how great would this be if it was rated like hard R and there was just, <laughs> just giant explosions of like human bodies and just people getting kicked through windows. Oh, I feel like the, the dissonance that this movie's whole idea hinges on of this like hardened Navy SEAL in this like super domestic role would be so much funnier if it, if he was allowed to cuss, first of all, and two, if people were allowed to die, like... <laughs> I think you could just, there's so much more comedy if you can like stretch both ends of that tension further away from each other. Totally. Preston, as as our resident closest to being a cool person, um, <laughs> do those bombs exist? This is a genuine question I had. Do those little little puck bombs, is that something that happens in real life? You know, I I don't think so. <laughs> from when you were a Navy SEAL, <laughs> you, could you tell yes, us? In your oh, many well, years as a Navy SEAL before you were dishonorably <laughs> discharged. <laughs> Because he kept throwing puck bombs. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. This must have been really recent. Yeah, you know, it's, I, it's I don't actually think last so. week. It was actually last week. <laughs> you don't think the puck, bom- puck bombs exist? I I don't believe so. Well, I really don't want to. 
Preston, I can't believe we have to go through this every time we record, but because look at the two of us and then think about who you are as a person and then tell me which of us is more suited to teach me about adventures. Yeah, like like imagine two small golden retrievers, yeah. like puppies were walking around and all of a sudden they see a German shepherd. Who is like, also a Navy us, SEAL. Who is a Navy SEAL. That's how we view you. Yeah. Yeah, that's about, like, you know how, okay, so, like, imagine two small children, and then they're, like, cool dad who could beat up everyone else's dad. You are the cool dad in that scenario. You're the cool dad who is also the exact same age as us. Right. You are Vin Diesel, is what I'm saying, in that you are are young and beautiful, and you're also knowledgeable. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I like that. Oh yeah, jet ski. I was gonna say, is it when he? Oh yeah, when he launches the jet ski between the two jet skis. <laughs> yeah, that I was mean, a very Really, you moment. could say that about truth. You could not convince me, and I don't think this is Vin Diesel's fault. You could not convince me that this is not a triple X movie, because it is. Because we don't see the it back of his neck. You could convince me. You could convince me that this is either another Fast and the Furious or Xander Cage or both, and just everything Honestly. all. Well, for Fast and Furious, you could definitely see how post two thousand five uh, Dominic Toretto cares a lot more about family. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. So this is just he like a, learns his lesson like, in this one. like a middle chapter where he learns that all cars are cool if you drive them fast enough, and also <laughs> family's important. Uh-huh. Wow, I did not. I didn't think we were going to get to that connection so quick. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not that long, so I think we're fine to to hang on to to the little bits and pieces that we. Catch. I mean, that's true. We do. We got. We got a lot going on. Um, it's there's okay. It's not long, but there's so much. There's so much in this movie. I was about there's to say just, it's just a lot does happen. If, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's true of most of the movies it's, we I watch. Mean, <laughs> might feel long for different it is not the longest 83 minutes of my life but it (laughs) is a longer 83 minutes minutes than i'm used to oh man no it's i think it's like only 83 minutes i think it's like low 90s i was just pulling a number out of nowhere i was just well this is just a goof preston i'm sorry you know you guys keep talking keep talking i'm just gonna look up and then i'm gonna say the exact same joke again with the correct minute that's that's a good idea (laughs) the pacifier runtime um it is 95 minutes 95 it's minutes it's it's one minute longer than cheaper by the dozen two <laughs> yeah this wasn't the longest 95 minutes of my life but it was among the longer 95 minutes of my life <laughs> that was a good clean take lincoln <laughs> good job <laughs> it really was okay um so, so they, they they attack the boats. Yeah, Vincent Diesel, he attacks all the boats. He gets on there. He does a cool combat roll and knocks a guy to the ground. I don't think the choreography is bad in this movie, like the action choreography. I do think the... No, there, there's a couple moments that I go like, ah, you got me. That was kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, a little fun. A little bit. It feels like a Jackie Chan kind of energy a couple of times. Um, but the uh, Because there is a Jackie Chan movie with his exact I'm sure that, that we <laughs> are going to address. We'll get to that, later. I'm sure. <laughs> but he... Um, yeah, I feel like the the choreography is not bad. The editing is quite bad. It's atrociously bad in yeah, especially I mean, in the you action. Could, it's very shot for TV. They're very they're very much shooting for coverage and then kind of assembling whatever they have after. 100%. Absolutely. He he Vincent Diesel breaks into the boat. He opens the door. He looks at the guy he's trying to save, you know, the life he's trying to save and he says, "Gotcha." Which to me <laughs> feels not like the right move. <laughs> What, you're telling me you don't just 
pop into a hostage in a terrifying situation and go, ha ha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, that Preston, you bring up a very good point because that is the first time of many that we're going to wish so much that he could cuss. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been incredible, if he, especially if he put on the, like, what, was that some sort of gremlin voice you were doing? That was very good. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> I got you. I got you, and I also got all your treasures. <laughs> and your little dog, too. <laughs> we're, we're going off the rails quite early in this one. I, I can feel it. Okay. Uh, he gets him back to shore, the, the man. I don't remember that guy's name. Oh, don't... I want to address one moment that happens in between those two things. There's a mo- there's there's something in between those two things because he says my way no highway option. Oh yeah, sure. And and you can tell the way that it treats it you could tell this is going to be a phrase that happens, but I love he says my way. So he sounds like he's going to make him do like a crazy thing and we're going to see him like, you know, do a crazy leap of faith onto a helicopter or a jet <laughs> ski or something. But the next shot is them just landing in a helicopter. Oh, that's <laughs> So it's just did Vin Diesel have to really go my way no highway option could he have just said like we're gonna get in a helicopter and leave I mean like we was it we don't know his past it's possible that he had a lot of like trust issues that stemmed <laughs> from places where he was like we should go to McDonald's and they're like what do you mean like on scooters and he was like no in a car I'd like to do it in a car <laughs> and they're like no run to McDonald's and then he was sad so maybe this, maybe he like, he's gone through a lot of therapy. <laughs> oh, I see. So he's like, I need to establish early and often that I have a vision for how this is going to get done. Yeah. And I don't care if you find it logical. Probably you will, but sometimes people don't. And anyway, I wanted my McNuggets. <laughs> get in this helicopter, please. <laughs> please. Please, please get in the helicopter, please. I'm trying to save your life. I know we started on a weird foot, but I'm trying to save your life. <laughs> He gets the man, whatever the man's name is, couldn't give a shit because he is going to die in in 0.25 seconds. Gets the man to land. The guy uses a voice-activated briefcase. We're going to get back to the voice activation because I have so many, I have concerns. Um, But uses a voice-activated briefcase, which is just the password is his kids' names, which is essentially to me, if you're a dad, the equivalent of the password being like either please open or password. (laughs) Or like one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) Right, yeah. This is where we're introduced. And so names in age order too, which is like. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not even random. When he only had one kid was his password only one name and it's like gotten more secure because he's had more kids. <laughs> I mean, slightly. <laughs> also, does he change his, that's the question. Like if he has another kid, I mean, he can't now cause he got shot directly in the noggin, but like if he has more kids. <laughs> you, I don't think you see him get shot in the head. What? I think you just hear, a, you hear a gunshot. You do not see him get shot in the head. Yet again, a situation where the movie would be improved by being rated a different rating. <laughs> we get the wanted thing where the bullet goes through his head and then back through his head and we see where it came from. <laughs> Turns out James McAvoy killed him. <laughs> this is me taking control of my guest today. <laughs> Preston, your impressions are on point Spot on. this podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, what happens? What's the next? What's oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio wakes up in <laughs> the hospital bed. And he... I thought you were about to say Vincent, Vincent Diesel. It is Vincent Diesel. He wakes up <laughs> in a hospital bed, and this is where we learn about the, the MacGuffin of our movie, the ghost which is Ghost. a device that scrambles launch codes, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Which is, at, like, I understand that this is a children's movie for children, but, like, what a weird thing for everyone to want really bad. 
That seems strange to me. I don't know. You can kind of see the military value in being able to stop another country from launching their own nukes. <laughs> hey, Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln, I have a, yeah. I have a quick confession. Um, and it, it actually yeah. might break up the podcast. <laughs> I whole ass, I whole ass thought that this was about scrambling your own launch codes. <laughs> and, and I'm just now realizing the tactical advantage that might be gained um, if it wasn't your own <laughs> scrambling launch someone codes. else's launch codes. <laughs> I'm so glad I could provide this service to you. <laughs> this movie makes sense now. It's good. <laughs> I don't know if you should go that how much, far. Just by how yet, much? How but, many points did your rating jump up by? This is, I'm, I just, I, I never thought about it. I just assumed. John, how, how many times? Have you Wait, seen what? This movie? What did you think they were gonna? Why did you think they wanted it? Okay, actually, Preston brings up a good point. This is probably a holdover because the last time I saw this movie, I was, I assume, like eight. So in in little eight okay. year old mind, it was like, yeah, we have nuclear. We use the launch right. codes for nuclear. Right. So I just, I guess I just so, rolled with that and didn't question it. <laughs> so, so since you were eight, which, mm. you know, was, was several years ago. Sure. This one or two. Uh, I mean, I didn't think about the pacifier a lot in between those years, if that's what you're wondering. Fair. <laughs> I suppose that's fair. <laughs> yeah. So they, they want the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. They want the ghost. And then he's given an assignment uh, to go watch this dead man's house and family and then try to find the ghost. Yes. That's all he knows. That's all he's given, which I don't, maybe they explain this. I'm not sure um, like where the guy came from. Is he just like a tech guy? The, the dead man. Um, he was like a researcher for the government. So wouldn't, okay. So then, yeah. So wouldn't the government have all his cool files that he does? Wouldn't that be you know how what? that should work? That's, that's something I did not question. <laughs> you were just cool with like, yeah. And then he has it under his house. Yeah, this is America, bro. <laughs> That's a good point. You, you have the right to store your special files in your secret basement. Well, he, it did look like an expensive secret basement. What does he do? Like, what did he sell that got him enough money for that cool basement? And also his pretty average house. Maybe it was like a like a bureaucratic thing where like one department paid for him to get this bunker, but then didn't tell the other department. Oh, and yeah. so it was like... Russia got him like the it, underground and then... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking like within America. Like they're on other opposite sides of the hallway, so they never actually it's just never interact with each other. Okay, the so, FBI like, is on one side, the CIA is on the other. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if someone just sent a company-wide or a, a Pentagon-wide memo of like, hey, does by the way, does anyone know where the ghost files are? Yeah, there would have been some operative that was like, oh, yeah, we gave him a freaking secret bunker for it in that situation and allowed him to custom design a special password for which it. why wouldn't you at that point if you're gonna give him a secret bunker in that situation would there be like hazing rituals and little prank <laughs> wars between the cia and the fbi i would i would, I would hope yeah. so and i would hope that that is already syndicated and on cbs right now. i hope so too yeah it's called if the brief in the adult animation category it's called if the briefcase and knocking don't come a rock no fuck i fucked it up hold on let me get back it's called wait, if the briefcase of rocking don't come a knocking <laughs> that could be the tagline it's a, it's a college comedy but but the fbi and the cia and they got cool guns and aliens and stuff oh you guys aren't gonna pick up on that at all you're just gonna let oh, that hang that no the uh, the the uh the show is called Human Resources. <laughs> okay, great. Is this a real show? Is this a thing that exists? No, I'm just making this I up. I like it. This is what, that's what it would be called. Oh, okay. You are, you're, you're yes ending. It took a, a minute, so I didn't yes. know what was going to happen there. Well, I had to think of a clever title. I see. I think Human Resources is kind of fun it because fun. it's like, like your, your operatives are like these disposable resources, but also it's like company, culture, work, uh, language. Yeah. 
this is all getting cut out. Yeah, <laughs> just 100%. so you know. So he, Vin Diesel. Got, <laughs> yeah, how how dare we talk Vin- about something that would be better than watching this movie? <laughs> Honestly, we should. We got to get back on track for our our cool listener fan base. Vin Diesel goes to this dead man's home and he opens. He knocks on the door. A small child opens the door and screams. Well, and hang on, hang on. Sorry, I want to. I want to address one other thing. The fact Guys, that I'm not skipping much. I'm not skipping his, a lot, in, and we're in his briefing, Vin Diesel says something to the effect of, "Yes, sir, I'll do whatever you need to do." And then the guy says, "Oh, it's not that kind of mission." Oh. <laughs> I no, I, I think he was saying that he was willing to like kill a man. I don't think he was gonna seduce the mom is that what you're trying to say well not the mom <laughs> what, what you, wait what are you saying the, ba- the babysitter you know what the the nanny said you know forget that i even brought this up that's just let's just well we lost preston so this is a good opportunity <laughs> to talk about sexual nannies like let's not oh, okay let's just let's just go ahead and not talk about okay that. do you want to keep talking about do you have thoughts on the kid opening the door did i miss something between him walking up the stairs i didn't really think I mean, he steps on a troll doll, yeah, he does. which I, I wrote, hey, look, dissonance between Vin Diesel's demeanor and his current situation. Mm. I wonder if that's going to keep happening. Surely no. Uh, pick us back up right at the door. Okay. That was a command, not a question. All right. Uh, sorry. I thought you were. I don't know why I thought you were taking over. <laughs> guys, we're beefing it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we're beefing this one, guys. Let's go into the description. <laughs> <laughs> we had such high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> this is some wagyu shit right here um, <laughs> so so they open the door she opens kids open the door screams closes the door uh the old scary nanny lady opens the door and and vin diesel says i think my favorite line in the movie which is ma'am baby i don't know why that gets me <laughs> also fun fact i learned yesterday i watched this movie yesterday and i learned that i can actually quote like 90 percent of this if the movie's going and i did not know that the duck is a weird call right the duck is a very weird call i I don't really think it ever quite paid off not at all the duck does not have an arc preston (laughs) the duck (laughs) he never the duck he has an arc with all of the kids and the duck never gets one and that, that the is duck really has the, almost no character development. <laughs> I really, that, we need a prequel for the duck. Just give us something. As they said, hey, in this final it's scene, called duck and we cover. need something to like, you know, save these people. Hey, let's, and somebody, somebody sitting in the back said, hey, let's throw a duck in there. So they had to throw the duck in at the beginning to make it make sense. Sure. Do you think it was, yeah, you, you know, it was someone's like cousin. Someone's cousin <laughs> was hanging out with him for the day. And he was like, have a duck bite his dick, dude. That would be so freaking funny. <laughs> and then they had to do it. And so they were like, well, we got to go like, okay. shoot so much duck shit footage. Like what? <laughs> There's so much CGI duck that we have to add back into this movie. <laughs> that is one thing I appreciate about the duck. I'm pretty sure real duck the whole time, right? It's a bunch of different ducks for well, sure. Okay. Act it out. That's right. All its speaking lines got right. cut because it couldn't. It didn't sound human. Because, <laughs> it you know, it sounded great in the reading. Yeah. In the cold reading, it did great. But then once he was in front of a camera, it was just, just totally got different. really camera shy. That duck. So we just like it, everything came out like, "Hey man, I don't know if you want to do this," and we just didn't like that energy. <laughs> we wanted the duck yeah, to kind of sound yeah. like like Dwayne Johnson, and so yeah. yeah, you know, you win some, you lose some. For the pacifier too, they actually got Dwayne Johnson to voice the duck. So. <laughs> There is a world where there is a pacifier too, and it is—it's just Dwayne Johnson, right? Like that. 
Yeah. Because he did I mean, if not how literally, many tooth fairy There's definitely movies? a spiritual version of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did several. He did he, two or three. Yeah. He also did Game Plan, which you're right, is essentially this movie. Also did a really terrible Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> Preston, I don't know it, if... It's all connected. Preston, I don't, think that was a, I don't think that was a cool thing to say, Preston. That movie's incredible. Yeah. Preston, I will fight you to death, to the death. Well, it's, Take it's it back. incredible in how terrible it is. Take it back. It's the best movie. It's the best film. It's not the best. It's pretty funny, but it's not the best. All right. Guys, we are literally 15 minutes into this 95-minute movie. So we're right on track. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is going to be longer than it would have taken yeah, to just but, watch but the Lincoln, movie. Lincoln, we've already dived into such important topics as uh, the duck. <laughs> Yeah. Does the duck have a name? It's Gary, right? Gary the duck? Yes. I, I made a note because I I wrote a note. It goes, was that Ashley Tisdale? I thought it might have been Ashley Tisdale for a second. The uh, the daughter. Oh, not the duck? And then my next my next line goes, I'm sorry, that's Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, next, the next. Oh, uh, what happens? Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess we're just not past the door yet because I want to say another thing that that Vin Diesel <laughs> says, which is my least favorite line because he sounds like a robot man. He goes, "You have a pleasant family." Who? He does. He says it very like what is it like perfunctory? Yeah. Like he says it like he he had to say like it. Like that's a thing that you say like when you walk into somebody's home and you're like, "Oh, you have a beautiful house," but he was just like, "You have a one a pleasant family." You got his flashcards. Family is Ma'am. satisfactory. Baby. <laughs> Baby. Uh, pleasant you family. You have a pleasant family. Um, we get, we are, what, what follows is a 2000s montage, just the essentials of a 2000s montage, which is. <laughs> That's what I, I literally have 2000 montage written in my notes. Because it's gotta be, you gotta have average, everyday, ordinary superhero and also, that's kind of all you need to have the the perfect 2000s montage. Yeah, it's just got to be a, a, a kind of bad pop punk song. That's all you need. It's beautiful. Okay, then the mom leaves. She dips, which is a cool thing to do right when your kid's dad dies. Um, and right when all, when your household is under you know imminent danger from assassins and, and nation states. Yeah, a thing you know for sure. And then you're just like, anyway, I'm going to go to, what, Sweden for a while? Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's cool parenting. A bunch of family chaos. No idea what it is. I just wrote the words family chaos. There's a lot of, there's like the, a bunch of red herrings. There's a, there's like, he beats up a, or he almost beats up a young boy who's here to see, um, the daughter. Oh, I don't yeah. know anyone's name in this movie. Yeah. He, Zoe. The, the daughter's name is Zoe. Zoe. Yeah. And he just yeah. absolutely almost... bodies the shit out of Scott, her boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Yes. Scott. Yeah. That was good. I liked that. Thank you. I liked that quite a bit. Dare, dare I say it, another another, another fight that would have been greatly improved by an R rating. Oh, absolutely. If he just like pulls him off the little the little terrace and he lands on like on top of a statue and it just pokes through his head, be incredible. <laughs> All right. I'm, think, sure. I'm thinking he gets punched and he bleeds out of his mouth. He goes, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, that's good. And then he gets hit by a bus. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> The line personal bubble invasion is said. Yes, I have that written Great. down as well. <laughs> Watch out, personal bubble invasion. I'm going to use that more often. Yeah, but in her voice. Do you like personal bubble invasion? Um, Personal bubble invasion. John, will you please talk like that for the rest of the episode? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, please Quite don't. Unquestionably no. Wait, right before uh, personal bubble invasion, yeah. when uh, he speaks perfect Mandarin to the couple across the street, <laughs> yeah. and they go, we, st- we speak English, buddy. It got me. That was I was good. like, okay, that was actually a pretty good joke. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> That's a nice, a nice little subversion of expectation. And we all enjoy casual racism. Um, <laughs> 
yeah well you enjoy we enjoy when you're worried it's gonna be casual racism and then turns out it's the racism it's like the joke was that you were worried it was gonna be racism that is true actually there there was like a tense moment right in there where he says that and you're like oh is this gonna be really uncomfortable in 10 years like is this (laughs) is this gonna be something we're not allowed to really watch anymore i'm not sure (laughs) it is for different reasons similar characters but different reasons similar the same character sorry the same characters The same characters, different reasons. Um, right after she says personal bubble invasion, um, he she tries to kick him directly in the nuts, which I feel like is a weird weird escalation for that scene. Yeah. Like, I don't, honest, I don't have anything I, I don't to add. That at all. <laughs> you don't have to remember it. Imagine a teen trying to kick Vin Diesel in the nuts after he was just like, go to your room. It, you know what? You're right. That is funny. You know what, Lincoln? Lincoln, if you're not... Hey, Lincoln, if, Lincoln, Lincoln... Preston, you can tune out for a second. I got to talk to Lincoln. Lincoln, if you're not going to have fun, okay, don't do the podcast. All right? Okay. I am having so much fun. You know what, actually? This is so much fun that I'm having. I'm having right a Lincoln, ton of the, fun. John's having a Put down the flashcards. I'm having a blast. The, the two of us are having a blast, and Lincoln's over here. You're, d- you're doubting Lincoln, that I'm having fun? Like, Lincoln, you, go, you're not going to take my word for it? Drink real quick. <laughs> yeah, you need it. Yeah, okay, so he wakes him up in the morning with a whistle at 6 a.m. Uh, he gives them tr- yes. all the kids tracking devices, red leader, red baby, yep. red one, red two, and maybe red three. I don't remember how many kids there are. This is where I noted that children probably shouldn't be actors. I don't think, I don't think we should let them do that anymore because it's not good and it doesn't go well. Usually I think the little girl who's copying him. Oh, she's I, blameless. Sorry. I think she does a good job. Yeah. She's wonderful. Who, wait, who this. are you blaming in this? The young boy, the Nazi young boy, is definitely to blame uh, for his acting yes. skills. Okay, yeah, he's one of them. The 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 t- Zoe, I would say Peter, the little kid, but not the baby. He's also quite. Yeah, the bad. baby's fine too. Baby's the baby's a baby. Peter's not you know? great. Zoe's like okay. Zoe's in the middle of the pack in terms of acting skills. I would say so, but like the pack is pretty bad. Like it's a bad pack. Yeah, they're all <laughs> they're not doing great. And then so it's yeah. Just so we're clear, it goes. Bottom to top, the little Nazi child. Yeah, he's the worst. Uh, Peter. Do we want to put Peter next? Yeah, yeah. Then Zoe. Then Zoe. Then Baby. Then Baby. Then <laughs> Vin Diesel. That's a bold move, putting Baby Lulu. Baby Vin Diesel Lulu. Um, the kids try exactly one time to home alone the house, and they put a bunch of oil on the stairs. And I was so pumped up for a prank montage and there was not a prank. They set up the idea that like, oh, this is about to be a thing. And then immediately it's not a thing. Granted, they kind of broke a lady's spine a little bit. Yeah, because they killed their nanny, actually. (laughs) (laughs) To avoid the pranks. By a family of children that hate him. This would be so fun. That would be great. Throw on a little B plot of him killing a revolving door of nannies that keep coming through. It's incredible. <laughs> One of them's Mary Poppins. One of them's Mary Poppins. She keeps coming back two or three times. <laughs> She's hard to kill. Hard <laughs> to kill that one. Uh, <laughs> and she catches the bullet and it's like, do you really think this was going to kill me and then vitiza goes no this will and then he like unloads a rocket launcher on yeah <laughs> why didn't we make this movie uh, we should have made this <laughs> we're movie. doing such a better job i mean why didn't we make this movie because we were four but otherwise yeah uh so speaking of trying to kill nannies um she tries to quit and then he full tackles her he does he does 
I don't know what his end game was so, there. Like, he was gonna, was he gonna just like hold her the whole time? Yeah. Like he would just hold her and I'm, be like, "Nanny, now be a nanny." <laughs> now go. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the nanny now. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like it's not a great sign for his future career with the military. Um, that this nanny beats the holy shit out of him. <laughs> Hey, maybe she was she was also an operative at some that point. That does seem to be a running theme in this, so I buy it. Can, can we have a subplot where the nanny is a rival spy trying to steal the ghost? No, I want to see like a glamorous 1960s prequel starring the nanny. <laughs> it's just like like full on full on old Bond style. Like, <laughs> but her is like a Russian operative. Yeah, I'm into that. I don't. These aren't mutually exclusive. Preston, no, I'm, they're not. I'm into your B plot. Let's do here's, it. Here's what this is. Oh, it has Vin Diesel's his character's dad, also who dies. Also played by Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a mustache <laughs> <laughs> and a backwards cap. Yeah. <laughs> okay some good spy versus spy hijinks with Vin Diesel, but he thinks it's the kids, and she has to keep making them look like it's the kids setting the traps. Oh, that's good. Ah. That's really good, and he keeps just, like, drop-kicking these kids out the window, and she's always like, yep, (laughs) you got them. That'll fix the problem. Let's continue. Let's continue with I don't want to continue. That's a good idea, Preston. (laughs) Let's do do that instead. All right, the next thing, or the next thing that happens is, uh... (laughs) Uh, the young girl makes a pass at Vin Diesel, which I thought was a very uncomfortable scene. It was an uncomfortable scene. Terrible. Vin Diesel, his character handled it tastefully, but the, the writers of this movie did not. No, not at all. But the character nailed it. I just, I don't see like, I'm not sure we didn't gain anything. It's not like that was important to her character at any point. No, because every other time you see her expressing affection for him, it's this very fun, like, I'm a little kid who's just looking up to this cool guy. Yeah, it's clearly like paternal like, affection. Oh, they try to get the vice. They, they they have to get to the vice principal's office on time. Um, yes. There's no car chase scene. I really thought there was going to be a car chase scene. I was I was hoping for one. Oh. Just suit up scene ever. <laughs> and I feel Truth. like needs to be mentioned. Yes. Uh, and then my my second note is uh, you can probably guess what this one is. Uh, Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Except yes. we don't see any van. No, we don't. Which is we don't. They're holding back on us. It's crushing. Preston, I wanna I wanna echo your uh, suit up montage because that was one of the deja vu moments for me. <laughs> I was like, I've definitely seen this. Like I recognize this like joke. It's, of like him putting all the baby supplies on his back. It's really solid. And on his like special belt. And having the door like open at their feet. And like, it's just, it's all very uh-huh. good. Uh, so they get to the vice principal's office. Well, they think it's the principal, I think maybe. And then it's just, it's my least favorite person. I think on planet earth, this guy, whatever his name is. Gor- Gor- I was so. Gorblin Matruski, I think something like that. <laughs> Gorblin, Gorblin Matruski. Okay. I need to, I need to like confirm this with other people. He's like totally making a, making a pass at Vin Diesel, right? Like every every waking moment like he, he's making a pass at Vin like, Diesel. Like he desires him carnally. He wants like it he, so bad. <laughs> I, I was like I was watching this like this is really this is this like this is clear, right? This is not me like reading too much into no, it. This is no, this is like very He's he's like <laughs> negging him too. Like he's he's trying his very best. It's there, right? Also, he just tries as much as he can to expose chest hair to Vin Diesel at any given moment, but especially in the in the in the 
match. <sighs> yeah, he's a bad guy, right? We hate <sighs> we hate him as a character. Yeah. Okay. He's a bad guy, and he's also super into Vin Diesel. Yeah, <laughs> which is a pretty pretty common Venn diagram, actually. You'd be surprised. <laughs> um, my next note is this is a feminist movie because the principal is a nice, cool lady, and. I think that's as good as we're going to get in terms of like cool messaging in this, in this particular one. So yeah. yeah well, they, they just like shipped Lorelai in from the Gilmore verse to, to play almost the same character. I cannot and, express uh, to you how wrong the audience is for that joke. For you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Completely missed. I have no, I know you're making a Gilmore girls reference, but the fact that you did that with such reckless abandon is astounding to me. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, to not like the other boys myself for this podcast. You're killing it. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So then Vin Diesel has some really awkward kind of sexual tension with the principal. Actually, probably mm-hmm. less than he had with the vice principal. Um, <laughs> but some. And well, that's, that's the whole reason not for lack the of principal trying. is in the movie. Is they said, hey, this vice principal care is really, it's, it's really too much. We should bring somebody in to like. No, no. <laughs> the reason that the yeah. vice prin- that the principal's character is in the movie is because the writers decided early on that it would be too weird for him to fall in love with their mom. Because guess what? It fucking would be. It would be. That was it. Was the right choice? Absolutely. But it was the choice. But you feel it for a minute, right? I don't know if you like, maybe you didn't, but like there was a second where he's like bonding with these kids, and I was like, maybe he could make it work with the mom. <laughs> maybe that could happen. I definitely had yeah, a I'm moment glad they didn't go where with I that. said, wait. Is he falling for the mom? And then in the back of my brain, I was like, wait, no, they set up this thing with the vice principal. Hang on. Wait. That's, that's <laughs> why they said not the vice where this was going. Not the vice principal. <laughs> not the vice principal. No, they did say they set up this tension with the vice principal. <laughs> they can't. Uh, okay, so we cut, we cut from that. He asks if he's allowed to monitor the kids. She says yes, because that's a thing a principal would do and say. And then he, this is my favorite visual gag in the movie. There's six kids on one side of a teeter-totter and Vin Diesel on the and other. On the Incredible. Other. Yeah. Good time. There's just something special about that. Uh, let's see. What's, what else? We got, okay, we get a close-up shot of the bumper sticker that says World's Greatest Mother, which feels like a sociopath bumper sticker to get, right? Because you'd get <laughs> World's Greatest Mom or no bumper sticker, but if you were going to get one, it would be world's best mom, and it wouldn't be like world's... Wor- world's greatest, world's most optimal maternal figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lincoln, I really thought we were going to have like a... Because I could sense you doing that joke. I thought we were going to have like a one-two kind of back and forth, but you just you found the perfect one immediately. <laughs> oh, they also, man. they really uh, lean into that gag. Like every time the, there's the a minivan, Mr. Mom thing? it is boom bumper sticker minivan tire squeal. Yeah, every single time. The problem with that joke is that you can't show the bumper sticker and Vin Diesel at the same time. So it's <laughs> not like we just have to like count on us like thinking about this dissonance often enough that it lands. That's why I don't know if you noticed this, but by the end of the movie, he's got it tattooed on the back of his neck, <laughs> which is pretty cool. It goes world's XX greatest X mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so then he sees that the uh, panic attack button, not the panic attack button, the panic button on on the bracelets has been pushed, and they are flying through the city. He goes on a cool drive. Uh, He lands in the sewer. He jumps into the sewer to catch these things, which clearly there's not like four kids in that sewer, but whatever. He's dumb. (laughs) He needs to check. So he goes in there, 
they've they've written on a note the kids uh what what, what did they say haha i think which is like <laughs> yeah ha-ha. the least committal joke you could possibly write on a little piece of paper <laughs> uh he comes home this is like the principal of the year right because she she is being a principal she's left with a baby and then we just the next time we see her she's like taking all the kids home and is just chilling out with them. Yeah, she really she really uh went above and beyond there. Yeah. And I think she deserves some some recognition for that. I agree. Okay. All right, no other thoughts. All right. No, nothing about the sewer. After a I moment really, of silence. I could have sworn you guys were going to have a thought about the sewer. I like in my mind, what I was is, like, they're going to say some shit about that. Well, it's like, I don't know, to say it's just about a it. sewer. All right. You know, know that dives into a sewer, and then we get a great shot of him walking the, into a it's house. It's the, like, covered fifth... In shit. There you go. There's... Thank, yeah. Thanks, Preston. I feel like I'm dragging you guys It's one of one. many, like, dumb red herrings that this movie <laughs> that's has. That's true. Yeah, okay, that's the other thing, is, like, it's no follow-up on that at any point. Like, there's no point where they use the, the bracelet in a clever way. Yeah, it doesn't pay off. It's never, like... He checks it and it actually works this time. Yeah. Uh, then we get some Girl Scouts see Vin Diesel naked. Um, okay. I have thoughts about this because oh, this you have when thoughts you are on. in someone else's house, when you're in someone else's house and you take a shower, why do you, and you're the only adult there? Like, what were you thinking? Yeah. No. <laughs> Coming downstairs in a towel. Like, that's insane. You're just like, yeah. I don't like leaving my own bathroom without clothes on. I'm sometimes like, averse to leaving the shower without clothes on, so I'm not sure how he made it down the stairs. Like, like he took so many steps down that stairs wearing just a towel, thinking, I'm just going to grab a quick brewski from the from the shower in this house full of children that I am not related to. Yeah, it's insane. Like, he's just walking around tits akimbo, and, he, and he's just fine. <laughs> and he acts so surprised when everyone's, like, pointing at him and laughing, like, bro... This is all, this is 100% on yeah, you. Yeah, and it's not even like there is no. It's not even like they were supposed to be at school. Like it's after school. <laughs> no. Well, it's in his contract. He has to have a shirtless scene, and they said, "Well, I guess this is the weirdest possible way we could have this in you." So there you go. <laughs> uh, we get another great line, Den Mother, you frighten me," and he just looks at her and he goes, "Good." Incredible. It's a great line. <laughs> I, I wrote that down what? too. Dead Mother, You Frighten Me would be a great title for an alt metal album. <laughs> it would. That's very good. Um, some Boy Scouts bully some Girl Scouts uh, at a Costco parking lot. 100% accurate to to how Boy Scouts are when they're 10. It seems right. It definitely seems right. I do. Okay. Wait, Preston, you actually can weigh in, can't you? <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, Preston, were you a, you were a boy, a boy Scout? A Scout? I have no comment. You bullied so many little girls. He did. Uh, he no. didn't stop when he grew up. I did not. Oh, okay. I feel Actually, like I shouldn't have we're... to like say that. <laughs> <laughs> while we're on the uh, Boy Scouts v Girl Scouts round one, um, there is a there is a line that a Boy Scout says that I had to back up, turn on subtitles, and double check that I heard it correctly. <laughs> and that line is, "How are we supposed to sell raffle tickets if this place reeks of your skanky cookies?" Is that the line? That's the fucking line, Preston. I would buy a hundred <laughs> boxes of of homestyle skanky cookies. <laughs> <laughs> skanky cookies for sluts. Hey, John. Uh, you remember, I don't know, 40 yeah. minutes ago where Lincoln said, hey, we should maybe make this podcast G-rated for this G-rated movie. And has proceeded to be uh, the only one making this. I do remember. And then... Podcast. And then he said skanky cookies for sluts. 
Don't pretend like either of you would not buy one immediately oh, after seeing it. I would definitely buy one, especially if like if they had to say it, if they had to be like, do you want the Samoas or the Thin Mints or the Skaggy Cookies for Sluts? <laughs> just just to have that box on your pantry oh, would be so incredible. Oh, there's like a whole line of these we could do. One of them could be like, yeah, yeah. like eat these, you fat shit, would be incredible. I just... <laughs> I hate like sugar circles for a dumbass bitch. Sugar circles for a dumbass bitch. I would just like to be on the record that I I genuinely hate where this is ended up. <laughs> like shithead Sandy's would be good. <laughs> would you buy? Would you? Would you buy molasses cookies for flighty motherfuckers? <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, thin mints for thick sons of bitches would be good, too. <laughs> Peppermint spice cookies for shameless douchebags. <laughs> oh... <laughs> and then there's one that they know everybody's gonna like and they call that one we got your ass <laughs> Preston is just so sad now <laughs> Preston's thinking through every life decision that brought him to this moment <laughs> we can, you can't cut any of this out it's so important no we can't this is the best thing we've ever done <laughs> I'm crying. Skanky cookies for sluts is how we're gonna retire. Oh, that's, no, that's, that's how you're gonna retire, Lincoln. I want no oh. goddamn part of this. Oh man, I'm co-signing. I'll co-sign this. Zero. You've already been dishonorably discharged. You have nothing more to lose, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh god, we have to talk about the pacifier again. How are we, we have to take it? How are we gonna go back? There's literally, there's 15 seconds of usable material in this podcast so far. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so they say that they need to get something to eat, which you'd think they'd go to Costco, but no. <clears throat> they gotta go to <laughs> yeah costco has quite a lot of food and for so cheap you guys the costco food is so cheap yeah you could get a whole like you know two thousand calorie pizza slice for like a dollar you really or can it's so insane okay uh they go to they go to woody woodchucks they leave a baby there um there's another there's another line that um i just really that got me it did it got <laughs> me but it really shouldn't have but it's uh there is no freestyling in the ball pool <laughs> oh, the line that got me was once we found a kid in the ball pool when we opened in the morning. <laughs> that was good too. Oh man, uh, they come home to a house party which was not set up on any level whatsoever. But doesn't matter. The movie's continuing. Uh, no, it just happened. Vin Diesel acts like a <laughs> calm, rational man and pulls a boy through a dog house, a dog door, and makes him clean like a human would. Yep, just like a human. Which is again really not a thing that like ever comes back there's no point like there's even a scene later where the kids are like we got to clean up this house because mom's coming home wouldn't it would you'd think that that would play better if the house was still dirty what from the party but it's not 
what from the party it's, and the children are taking responsibilities from their for their actions. Yeah, but it's that's not what happens at all. He does Vin Diesel does catch a, a football and just just crush it with his hand quite good. <laughs> uh, uh, any any thoughts on the party? Anything before I jump into the next most insane thing? No, you're good. You're talking about the ninja yeah, attack? Yeah, I'm talking about the ninja attack, which by the way, a little heads up spoilers wise for the future ending of this movie. Um, the only Asian people that are in the film are ninjas, which is why this movie is a little bit problematic in my mind. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I'd say it's not it's not a very satisfying reveal when it's like your most cynical view on who they thought it could be. Yeah, is true. You know what would have been a good reveal is the Merninator. That would have been something. <laughs> that would, or or some other, some other group of of neighbors that aren't that are like established some other. Time. Yeah, that would have been good. Or just like two Girl Scouts in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, actual ninjas yeah, break in sure. to get a DVD with the word ghost written on it with a Sharpie. It's a great fight, honestly. Like the editing's bad, but it's a fun little it's a fun little number, I think. The little when he throws him like over the banister and he does like a full loop Quite around. Good. I was like, oh, that's kinda it's kinda cool. That, kinda, that's a good time fun. when he captures the, the guy in like the kid's tube. That's a fun time. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. This is another deja vu moment of like I definitely have seen 100%. This. this is definitely like catching the guy in the tube. And then, like, kicking him over. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does he not kick a guy, like, straight through a wall? He kicks a guy through a door. Uh, through a door. Okay. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. That feels like a thing kids couldn't clean up. No, no, he cleans it up, though. They see him walking up to the door with some tools. Oh, I missed that. All right. No, La- that's, later that's, on, later he on. Just, he just kicks in the door to, like, yell at the teenager. Yeah, he kicked in the sun. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But he definitely, Wait, like, sorry, he didn't back in the sun. He doll and banisters and stuff. I mean, he definitely causes some damage. Yeah, it feels like, so that would be, I don't know, but I guess I, you can always say, hey, mom, ninjas attacked us, so don't be too mad. <laughs> I, I have a note for this scene, um, and that note is uh, more like a nanja. <laughs> Because that is the only one-liner that I wanted Vin Diesel to say in the entire movie. <laughs> and he didn't. It's a shame. It's a sad day. It's a sad world we live in. Preston, I cannot believe that you are on board with more like a ninja, and yet you are not on board with skanky cookies for sluts. TM. Because, I mean, okay, here's why. I'm on board with that yeah, one you can't... For, for two reasons. Number one, because Vin Diesel's just robotic, soulless delivery would just absolutely sell that line. Oh, he would have brought it off, home for sure. It just made me watch Speed Racer, which is a much better movie that I would much much would have rather watched than this. Oh, Speed Racer is quite good. Oh, I need to. I haven't seen Speed Racer in such a long time. We might know gonna, Preston's next pick. I'm gonna file that um, one away for later. <laughs> <laughs> It's insane that there's ninjas, like God's honest ninjas in this movie, right? Like <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's that's they like they really are ninjas and they really are here to assassinate you in your home like a ninja. Yeah, like like what you would expect a ninja to do. I the whole time I thought it was gonna be some Halloween prank or something like that. It's full blown like the real truth ninjas. The pacifier three, God's honest ninjas. Pacifier three. The pacify three er. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. The ninjas escape. <laughs> The ninjas escape through the window. They play the DVD because they're like, wow, this has got to be this has got to be the thing because he said it, it's called the thing. It's called Ghost. And, and gang, it's pa- it's Patrick Swayze's Ghost, the movie Ghost. Does it does it really hurt your feelings to know that this man 
has a bootleg copy of Ghost on a DVD and a CD case on his <laughs> entertainment system. I don't know if that hurts my feelings more or that the, the Lulu, the little kid, goes, this is the ghost movie that we have. They really wanted our ghost movie. Like, like, a child is watching Ghost? I hope not. I've never seen Ghost. I don't know whether or not it's objectionable. I mean, it's a little objectionable, I feel. All right. Well, this is my this is my Gilmore Girls. <laughs> this is <laughs> kids. The daughter. We see. We, then we just go back as if they didn't just get attacked by ninjas. We just go back to regular life. And and six months goes by. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> we get some driver's ed. We get some. Oh, the, hmm. okay. So now we get to where your homework came in. Um, yes. 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 So I asked you guys to tell me who is the Nazi in this movie. And I said, if you remember, there's going to be one obvious choice and you can go for that if you want to. But I have selected two people that I individually think you two will have selected to be the, the, Oh, I, yes, I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I want to hear, I want to hear what you think, or you can hear my thoughts. I think you should, you should tell, you should tell us who you think they are now. Okay. Because like mine are written down, I'm, I'm not going to change my answer. But Preston, I want to hear who you. You thought. swear on your firstborn. I you change your answer. I totally forgot that that was the homework. Um, but I okay. I well, you know what's funny? I do you have... want to know something funny? Yes. I said Preston wasn't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> I said Preston will either forget or he's going to think it's the nanny. <laughs> Well, yeah. Now I want to know who you think who you think I think the Nazi All right, let is. Me, let me call my shots, Lincoln. And this this yes. comes from Darcy as well, my wife. <laughs> okay. Um, we think that you probably chose Peter. Sorry, no, I, did not choose Peter. I was so close. Who was it? Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin, Vin Diesel, the Nazi. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I never would have guessed that. Well played. Well played, Lincoln. As we as we get to. Um, the revelation that he's in the sound of music and is not a practicing Nazi. You have some unique experience uh, in directing some musical shows. Yeah. Would you, two questions. One, if it's a local theater play, would you make your people dye their hair so they look more Nazi-ish? And two, um, would you would you then let them just take their Nazi regalia to school? Yeah, so I I think I already covered that letting people take any costumes of any kind home mm-hmm. is is bad practice, yeah. and especially bad practice when you have you know literal Nazi uh, regalia that that is going to be in the show. That's like a very sensitive thing, and like I actually ran sound for a production of Sound of Music, and it was like a really big deal that that all of the stuff from the Nazi costumes didn't go in. That makes sense. Like we had to know where it was at all times because we didn't want someone to take it or it to get put in the wrong place. And as far as dyeing your hair, I've directed a couple shows where people come up and say, can I dye my hair? And I say, if you want to, you can. But obviously in a community theater production, there would be no requirement for that. The fact that they chose Sound of Music has got to be intentional because this movie's plot is literally the polar opposite of Sound of Music. I mean, it is. Like that's, that's yeah, it's basically Sound it going of Music. For. It's it's a military guy goes to an undisciplined household and teaches them all to to obey the whistle instead of a a non military person goes to a household run by an ex navy person and then teaches them to have fun. Which they like they had to know because the t- when he shows up and they're like meet the family, they're all standing on the stairs like ascending, just like the Von Trapps. So they they knew it just. It, they weren't clear enough about it to make it like funny 
or a cool thing. Like when he's, they really miss opportunity when he's describing the plot of Sound of Music to somebody. Like, oh, I saw that movie when I was a kid. When it, it's when he said that, it sounds like he's also saying while it was out in theaters yeah, in 1964. <laughs> but he goes, I saw it when I was a kid, and then he was like, the idea of a of a nun leaving her habit to be with a guy from the navy that was pretty great. But it's like you didn't also realize the idea of someone getting sent to look after a group of children and teach them something that they haven't learned yet. Like that didn't strike any sort of home, any sort of chord with you. Didn't, didn't cross his mind. Welcome back, everybody. I was about to we say, lost even... a little bit of audio. And so this is us re-recording our conversation about the last few minutes of this movie. It's going to be seamless. You don't even need to do that. It's going to be... Oh, I don't even need. No, well, it's... often if it can't be seamless, <laughs> I'd rather have audio of us saying that it was, that there was a mistake. <laughs> we'll put this after um, the after it, the credits. It'll be a post credits. <laughs> you might have noticed it's the Shyamalan twist. Uh, so that was that was the pacifier. This movie, the the whole like climax of this movie is is pretty much nothing as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no like increase of energy or intensity. It, to create this final action piece at all like i i, I hesitate to call it a, uh, an action piece and i definitely hesitate to call it the best action sequence in the movie because it's for sure not it's yeah. all right i don't know vin diesel does a cool dance i guess there's some pretty <laughs> mediocre cool there's a, some mediocre cgi i just it's, it's such a like it's like they knew exactly where they wanted to go and then they just like forgot to write the last four pages of the script <laughs> so they just ended it where they found where they had it yeah and then they were like oh sh- uh i don't know like he does a cool yeah yeah it's good that's good enough that's fine and that's where the, the test audiences were like have the duck bite a dick off it's what we want <laughs> give the people what they want we need more we need more stereotypes yeah yeah we need my more. racism wasn't confirmed by this movie we need to be way more racist is that something you can do for us and disney in 2005 was like yes we can well of course they can it's not even a question <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of all they have going for them i wanted to look up before we get off this real quick and you're lincoln you're probably gonna have to cut all of this so that's great <laughs> um i wanted to know what what did adam shankman direct um, I... what else did the the uh illustrious adam shankman well like? he directed hairspray um great and cheaper by the dozen two <laughs> the best one <laughs> fight me <laughs> I wouldn't even begin to know where to start. Uh, a Walk to Remember, a movie that my sister loved and made me cry, so I hated it because I'm a big man with no emotions. Um, <laughs> Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted, the movie, the Adam Sandler movie, is that, Bedtime is that Story. <laughs> no, it's not that I wish it was the title. <laughs> yeah, this is all pretty... Bedtime Stories is pretty bad. It's I was going to say, if you say good, we're about to make that our next movie. <laughs> Bedtime Stories is a bad movie. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to <laughs> Twinkie Talk. Um, this, the, oh wait, no, Lincoln, hold on, it's your turn. It's your time. I was yeah, gonna, I need to do. I need to do the uh, homework. I was gonna end that episode like a motherfucker. You were, you were. Now you have to end it like a regular fucker. Shoot. Um, Terrible. Terrible. Our movie for next podcast is to watch. The nope. David I'm gonna Lynch need you 19- to start that one over because that was the most insane way to say that sentence. <laughs> It really, it really was. It really. Our was. movie for the next episode is to watch. <laughs> All right, try it again. Yes. Okay. The movie we are watching for the next podcast is David Lynch's 
Dune, which was released in 1984. <laughs> and your homework <laughs> is to make a list of all of the crazy things that Princess Irulan says as a floating head or otherwise. And Uh-oh. what we're going to do, <laughs> Jonathan's giving me a weird face. Just, I've, just already I, hearing that. I've not seen this movie. I'm very excited about that. You fact. are in for a treat. <laughs> this is definitely the biggest day of my life. Now is really my time to shine. Thank you for it listening. To Go Twi- for it. Thank you for listening to Twinkie Talk, uh, the the cinematic punishment from three white a gentleman. Uh, I have been Brother John. You lose it. I'm Brother Preston. Welcome to the Xander Zone. <laughs> I have been Brother Lincoln. What have you done lately? <laughs> it's, lack, it's lackluster. <laughs>